up, homies? Welcome back to the NBA Hoops at Lunch podcast or show for the Outkick Bets podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Clark. It's a three-game slate here on Tuesday, January 3rd in the NBA. The NBA is practicing its own form of load management, I guess. Not sure why we have such a slim slate, especially when the three games aren't marquee matchups. Um, but I do have two picks in today's card. Um, and, uh, yesterday was obviously my first NBA hoops at lunch podcast that I did get off to a decent start. Could have been better. Um, I didn't, I went two and one in my picks could have easily went three and oh, but could have went one and two as well. Um, the picks that I, I made yesterday were the Raptors plus one and a half visiting the Indiana Pacers. That one was a loser. I took the, my, or the, Golden State Warriors, minus 120 on the money line, hosting the Atlanta Hawks. That one was a winner. And then my second winner was the under in the Heat Clipper game. I went under a 219.5. Um, real quick, just recapping those games. Pacers ended up closing as, the, I think, a 2.5 point favorite. Definitely closed as a favorite. Um, Fred Van Vliet was listed as questionable, but ended up playing as did, I think, Precious Achua, um, who's a pretty good bench player, rotational player. But those two additions to Toronto's lineup um, pushed it through um, a slight road underdog to a slight road favorite. So we got the best end of that number. And it was looking good early on. Toronto had a 13-point lead, but uh, Pacers came storming back and ended up winning 122-114. to Fred Van Vliet... Um, his his questionable status and being upgraded to available helped us get the best end of the number, but Fred Van Vliet actually ended up shooting the Raptors out of the game. He was 3-for-14 from the field uh, and missed a bunch of makeable shots that, frankly, Toronto needed for them to, to, to beat the Pacers. So, wrong side of that one, but got the best of the number. I guess that's the, the saving grace that I have about that pick. Um, the next game that I went with was the Warriors hosting the Atlanta Hawks, the Warriors, um, I just took the money line, which ended up being the right choice because that game was turned into a sweat. It closed at, I think, Warriors minus two and a half, which would have been a loser because the Warriors won 143-141 in overtime. Um, I'm spacing out. It could have been double overtime, and it was it was an incredible sweat, way more than it needed to be. I thought Golden State... Blew a 21-point first-half lead. Um, I think they ended up going down double digits at one point in the second half. Either way, Atlanta came storming back in the third quarter and uh, really had the Warriors on the ropes. Clay and uh, Kevon Looney ended up bailing the Golden State Warriors out. Um, Clay had 54 points and really one of his best games since since he's been injured or since he was injured a couple years ago. And uh, Kevon Looney got a game-winning tip in as time expired. So thank God for Clay and Kevin Looney uh, starting this NBA Hoops Lunch, Hoops at Lunch podcast off on a, on a winning note or helping uh, start it off on a, on a winning record. Um, the third bet that I made, I went under 219.5 in the Miami um, Clippers. Um, the closing line was 217.5, so we get the best of this number as well. Kawhi Leonard, uh, when I published my handicap, was was not excuse me on the injury report. Ended up getting upgraded to questionable before 
um, or downgraded to questionable before um, being announced out in this game. So that's why we got the better end of the line. Um, Miami won 110 to 100, so it fell short of the number that we got by 9.5 points. I guess you could say it's a rock and chair cover, but I was scared because after the first quarter, or excuse me, there was a 62-point first quarter. So after the first quarter, Heat Clippers is definitely trending over the total, but the next three quarters went under the total. So we were clearly on the right side by line movement or by closing line value and uh, by how the game trended. So good on us. Um, we use the odds from, from DraftKings Sportsbook, who's a sponsor of this podcast. Um, they offer sweet promotions at outkick.com backslash bet. So go there and check them out. We also, um, they're now operational in Ohio. Um, Ohio actually just launched sports gambling um, the first of the year. So all of our Ohio listeners, go check out outkick.com backslash bet and get some cool promotional offers from DraftKings Sportsbook, which again is the odds that I'm using. So let's talk about the January 3rd Tuesday best bets. Um, there's two games, or excuse me, three games, and I have two picks. The first one, I'm going over 233.5 in the Celtics Thunder, which is right now listed at minus 115. So that's the official play now that I'm saying it out loud. And the NBA Hoops at Lunch podcast. Um, but this is these teams play more to their over here in their respective rest splits. So Boston this season is 4-1 and one to the over when playing with a rest disadvantage. They last played on New Year's Day. They lost to the Denver Nuggets in Denver, 123-111. to um, and on top of having a four to one, uh, a four being four to one to the over when playing with a rest disadvantage, Boston is got a plus 13 and a half total margin in those spots. Um, the Thunder, on the other hand, got pummeled 115 to 96 at home on New Year's Eve night um, by the who was it? Oh, no. I'm spacing out on who the uh, the Thunder lost to. Let me pull it up right now. Sorry about that. Oh, to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, but when that was – so that was three nights ago. Um, when playing on a arrest disadvantage – or arrest advantage, Oklahoma City 6-3 and three to the over. They got a plus 6.2 total margin. When playing with two to three days of rest, they're 5-1 and one to the over with a plus 11.7 total margin. Uh, the other thing that I look for when betting over or unders in NBA games is is the officiating crew. Um, they obviously dictate the flow as much as any player or coach really in the NBA. Uh, the officiating crew assigned to the Celtics Thunder have a combined thirty to sixteen or thirty and sixteen to the over record on the season. Um, actually, one of the officials is officiating a second game. Um, and the first one went under the total. So the other two officials are 30 and 15 to the over. Pretty crazy. Um, neither team actually has a high offensive free throw rate. So um, maybe these officials call more fouls and that'll help out um, getting more, getting um, getting these teams to the free throw line, helping pushing this game over at the charity stripe. But I'm also thinking that both offenses should be aggressive after laying an egg in their previous game. The Celtics scored only 111 points against Denver. The Thunder scored only 96 points at home against the Philadelphia 76ers. So 
both should be looking to put their best foot forward here um, and rebound from a, a pretty awful um, offensive performance in their previous game. And I think the Thunder's aggression is going to help them get to the, the foul line. They average the most drives per game, and they attempt a bunch of field goals at the rim. Um, also, Boston's offense typically responds to, to beatdowns. Uh, the Celtics are 5-1 and one to the over in their last six following a double-digit loss. And the Thunder's offense um, gets up for, for big games, especially at home. Uh, the Thunder have gone over the total in five of its last six games versus teams with a winning record. Also, they are 12-7 and seven to the over at home with a plus 5.5 total margin. So um, I'm expecting uh, both teams to be more aggressive and hopefully the fouls or the, um, the officials help us out by putting these teams on the free throw line. Also, the Thunder and Celtics have gone over in four consecutive meetings, including earlier this season. Um, Boston actually eked past the the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder, excuse me, one twenty six to one twenty two. Um, they they ended up just gassing them in the in the fourth quarter. Thunder outscoring the Thunder thirty seven to twenty six, but neither team, especially Boston, shot particularly well from the behind the arc. Actually, I guess the Thunder did have a pretty good game from behind the arc, but Boston, the much better three point shooting team, only shot twenty seven percent from three that game. But the reason they went over is because they played at a breakneck pace. Um, they were averaging one hundred twelve point three possessions per forty eight minutes. The NBA leaders actually, the Golden State Warriors at one hundred two point four. So 10 extra possessions per 48 minutes. Um, a lot of that is because of Oklahoma City being very aggressive, getting out in transition often and playing at a, at a very fast pace. So I think Boston would be willing to go um, at Oklahoma City's speed because they have a sick offense, they have great offensive players, and I'm assuming they think, hey, if there's more possessions in this game, we'll just outscore them because of the Boston Celtics, right? So... I'm going to go over 233.5. This number is coming down. That is the one concern that I have. Uh, more money is on the over. More tickets are on the over. But this this number is ticked down from, I think, 235 to 233.5. So the reverse line movement is definitely something to be concerned with. But I'm moving forward because I like the matchup. And I like both these guys and their respective road split or rest splits as they concern the over or as the over is concerned. And I like both these teams um, in a bounce back spot after offensive duds. Uh, the next game that I'm that I'm looking at here is the Kings at the Jazz. I'm going to take the Kings plus three and a half. Um, all of the money is coming in on the Jazz, um, at least according to, to pregame.com, which uh, has betting splits from the entire market, not just our sponsor, DraftKings, but uh, according to pregame.com, 87% of the money and 73% of the bets as of the time of recording is on the uh, Utah Jazz. And I'm assuming it's because these teams just played the other night. The Kings beat the Jazz 126-125 in Sacramento. It was a seesaw back and forth game. Kings actually ended up eking it out thanks to a uh, go-ahead three-pointer from Kevin Horter inside of 10 seconds remaining. So um, I would say most of the market is going to the zigzag theory, which pretty much says you bet the team that just lost when they're in a rematch 
um, against the team that just beat them, right? Especially when these games are so close together. So I can make sense of the line movement. I can make sense, excuse me, I can make sense of the betting splits. And Utah is power rated alongside uh, Sacramento in the market. So given that you got the zigzag theory, these two teams aren't that um, dissimilar. I could see the pro Utah argument here, but Sacramento has the fifth most wide open three point attempts in the NBA, uh, which is defined by a defender six feet or further from the three point shooter. In this case, uh, the Kings defense is allowing the fewest wide open three point attempts. And as we know, the most important thing in 2022, well now 2023 NBA is the three point shot. So Sacramento has a slight edge over the King, uh, over, over Utah in this scenario. Also, um, you, you don't usually want to back the Jazz. At least this year, you don't want to back the Jazz as a favorite. They're 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 a great underdog, right? Um, that's they they started out to the the season with everyone expecting them to tank, um, and they've made a lot of um, supporters' money, and they made people fading them. Um, to, they've they've hurt their bankroll. Me in particular, you know, I've I've. I feel like been on the wrong side of a couple jazz games this season, but um, as a favorite, especially at home, this is not a spot that you want to take the Jazz. They're seven and nine straight up as a favorite, five and eleven against the number. They're four and seven at home as favorites, one and four against the number as three to four and a half point favorites as well. Kings, on the other hand, ten and seven against the spread on the road. Also Similar type of analysis as like the Hawks Warriors yesterday, where I want the Warriors because they have a similar identity as the Atlanta Hawks, but the Warriors obviously have better coaching and more continuity. Um, I, I don't, you can't say the same about the Sacramento Kings in this matchup, but both teams have a similar profile: good offenses, bad defenses. Both ton of t- take a ton of three point shots. Both have pretty poor defensive free throw attempt rates. So they send their opponent to the foul line a little too much, but Sacramento is nine and three straight up versus bottom ten defenses. They got a plus seven point one adjusted net rating, according to CleaningTheGlass.com. Utah seven and seven straight up um, versus bottom ten defenses with a plus three point eight adjusted net rating. That's ranked fifteenth whereas the Kings' adjusted net rating is ranked seventh. So Kings play better against bad defenses. Both have strong offense. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of scoring here. And I think it could be another close game, which is another reason and the final reason why I like the Kings in the spot. They're just better in, 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 in close games. Um, Sacramento in the clutch is 12-8 and eight straight up, and they have a plus 13.6 net rating. Um, for those of you that don't know, clutch is defined by games within a five-point margin inside of five minutes to play. Um, the Utah Jazz in clutch situations are 10-14, and 14. again, uh, straight up, uh, with a f- minus 5.2 net rating. So we're going to take the Kings plus 3.5, um, which is the number at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm willing to play it down to Kings 2.5. Um, that's... My second best bet of the Tuesday, January 3rd slot, the first being over 233.5 in the Celtics Thunder. Um, Hopefully, I have a a homie coming by tomorrow to do this podcast and add some bets here for us to talk about at the NBA Hoops on Lunch 
on uh, Wednesday, January 4th. But that's all I got for this episode. You know, only three games, two best bets. Do me a favor and uh, like this podcast, subscribe, um, leave a nice review wherever you get podcasts, and show me some love on social media. Um, But I'll be back to talk to you guys tomorrow one way or the other and give you some NBA picks. But uh, best of luck, whether you fade or follow me, and uh, talk to you tomorrow. Peace.